What if you could complete your MBA in just one year? Thanks to the College of Charleston School of Business, now you can. Their accelerated MBA program condenses a traditional two-year program into one rigorous year, ensuring you not only save a year of tuition and fees, but also re-enter the workforce quickly and graduate with critical business knowledge. U.S. News & World Report recognized the College of Charleston MBA as number one in the country for its job placement rate within three months of graduation. Learn more at mba.cfc.edu. Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Each Saturday morning at 9, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the Lowcountry talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And great Saturday morning, Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 and simulcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and our website at CoastalWM.com, presented by the College of Charleston School of Business. I'm one of your hosts here this morning, Eric Cox, with the lovely, talented Leslie Haywood. Good morning, Leslie. Oh, good morning, Low Country, and thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with us, and make sure and continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings, and make sure and like our Facebook page at Beyond the Business, or talk to us on Twitter at BTBCHS. Um, Yeah, happy Saturday. Hard to believe. Here we are on the precipice of August and kids going back to school, Leslie. I know. I know. And congrats to you as you uh, yeah, heading off to college there, right? Your yep, first one. Yep. So first, 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 first one's going to Clemson. So it's, yeah, it's very surreal. So I'm excited. Well, it's crazy times going on, but you know what? We're just right in the groove here at Beyond the Business for our eighth season of stories of leadership and entrepreneurship from around the globe. We're excited again to have another great guest today with us. And before we do, however, as we always like to do, we debriefed a little bit on our last couple of weeks. We had Mr. Martin Toma on, who is the co-founder and principal of Toma Toma, which is a brand leadership development firm over there in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, Martin and his wife, Melissa, doing an amazing job in running that organization. Uh, Leslie, I know you had some great takeaways from his segment last week. So why don't you share with our listeners in case they happen to miss that show? uh, What were your highlights? Yeah, it was funny. As we were going through it, I was like, gosh, we should have saved this for Valentine's Day. I mean, his college girlfriend, turn wife, turn business partner was such an integral part of how and why the whole company was created. I was like, oh, that was, I mean, it was part love story, part entrepreneurship. And um, I also found it interesting that he found that recruiting the right people to work within the company was almost as important, if not more important than um, gaining business and gaining the right clients. Uh, One of their business philosophies is that if you have the right talent working for you, the business often takes care of itself in coming in, sort of the, if you build it, it will come ideology. Um, And I know you've got more quotes and words of wisdom. What were some takeaways that you had? I love his quote that I had, that what he say? I received my MBA from the pages of Inc. Magazine. So uh, <laughs> an avid reader and uh, certainly the fact, like you said, just that their their whole world really is centered around the business work-life balance. And we've talked a lot about that 
with our CEOs and entrepreneurs over the last eight years. And so, again, a great segment. If you happen to miss it, don't fret. Check us out. Go to Spotify, iTunes. Simply type in Beyond the Business, and you'll be able to pull up Martin's segment as well as all of our shows from the past eight years. And uh, as we always do, we turn our attention to our next guest, which is coming to us from the Lone Star State out in big old Houston, Texas, Mr. Will Perry. Will, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Hey, we're excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us this morning. And uh, by the way, Will is the CEO and founder of Worldwide Power Products. And Will, just for those that are listening, wondering what the heck is Worldwide Power Products, give us a quick 20-second commercial, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Worldwide Power Products, we buy and sell industrial generators, engines, and parts worldwide. Uh, We also provide uh, turnkey generator solutions for businesses, uh, which can include a backup power generator building. We also provide uh, rental generators uh, in times like emergencies, whether it's a storm, um, uh, Arctic storm like we had in Texas in February or a hurricane, um, as well as uh, certified technicians to provide maintenance and repairs. So we're a one-stop shop for all your power generation needs. And by the way, if you go online to their website and look at these generators, this isn't your backyard generator. These things are massive. It's incredible. <laughs> no, it's no this is not our hurricane season. We're going to run it in the garage. <laughs> yeah, these are power the neighborhood. <laughs> We'd be the most so, popular kids on the block. I actually need one of those because my neighbor and I are always going back and forth and who's got the coolest tools and the best generator. I might need to talk to you because it'd be great to flip a switch and light up the whole neighborhood. That'd be fine. So uh, anyway, uh, Leslie. Yeah. So before we talk about all that, I can't I can't wait to get into into the company. But uh, we like to go way back after all. This is beyond the business. People, you know, stories you don't. So we want to hear about some stories from where you were born, your upbringing. So tell us a little bit about life um, as little little Will Perry. Sure. Uh, Born and raised in Houston. Um, One of three boys. I'm the middle of three boys. And um, great parents and, uh, was fortunate to go to great schools, uh, through my childhood, uh, really private school until I was in 10th grade and, and graduated from public school and, and really surrounded by a lot of incredible people, uh, had great parents. Uh, they were divorced early, but, uh, still very much involved in my life. Uh, we lived with my mom, but my dad was still very involved and, uh, still is to this day. And, uh, so uh, I feel, you know, I had a very, very fortunate and blessed upbringing, uh, in Houston, um, and went to school at university of Texas at Austin, uh, and graduated there in 2003. So if you don't mind, go back to, uh, as a youngster, um, what were your parents doing by the way? So my mom is a personal image consultant and, uh, she, uh, was actually on your show, but a couple months ago, uh, I learned and, and listened to, uh, so, uh, and my dad, uh, so my mom runs her own business and my dad, uh, is employed for himself as well and does health and life insurance. So come from a, uh, you know, a family of entrepreneurs, my brother, both brothers work for themselves. My grandfather's dead. Uh, so it's just, it's in the genes. Um, uh, a very entrepreneurial family. 
it's funny because sometimes the entrepreneurial spirit can run in odds with the academics. Um, I find that sometimes those entrepreneurs maybe don't do as well academically. How were you at school? Not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you've got the middle child thing working against you and you've got the entrepreneurial spirit. So grades probably meant nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah my wife hates when I say that, but uh, being a ADD uh, kid, uh, school was difficult for me. I'd rather be playing basketball, golf or any sport and, or, you know, chasing girls, uh, you know, during, during my, you know, through, through high school and college, that was more fun. Uh, school was with secondary and I, uh, you know, definitely re- regret, uh, some of that, especially not paying attention in some of the accounting courses in college. Uh, <clears throat> so I had to learn the hard way after I started the business. So if you kind of go back to your childhood, think about what you were thinking you wanted to be when you grew up, was there anything that really stood out at that time? Yeah, uh, I had a couple different things. First was a, a stockbroker. I, I thought uh, that was going to be uh, the path for me. I actually did an internship in high school, and uh, after doing it for a summer, interning, just watching, I didn't think that was for me. But I uh, wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I thought, you know, running some, you know, large maybe Fortune 500 business. Those I had pretty high aspirations. I. I uh, always kind of saw myself, you know, running a business or starting a business. Uh, just didn't know what it would be, but, uh, you know, had done entrepreneurial things really from an early age, uh, whether that I had a ticket company would sell shirts, do shoe shine. I mean, I was always working and making money somehow. Um, and that went back to probably when I was eight years old, probably started from then. Um, just trying to come up with creative ways to, to, to earn money because I always had something I wanted to buy or do. So what did you, what degree did you go into college thinking you were going to get? I, I've got a degree in economics uh, with a business minor. Uh, so I didn't have good enough grades to get into the business school at University of Texas. So the liberal arts school, the economics route was the uh, the best route for me, and then the business minor. So, uh, by the way, we had to certainly bring this up because we're in the midst of this crazy time, right? That UT is looking to jump into the SEC. How do you feel about that, real quick? I'm loving it, and my Aggie friends are hating it. <laughs> is that the big talk <laughs> of the town out there right now? Oh yeah, they are so upset. Uh, but I'm super excited. Uh, my wife went to LSU, so we've got a, a you know, in-house rivalry already, and uh, now we'll get to see them play going each other to a whole other level. More That's often. right. <laughs> so talk about your time at, at UT. Give us a, a little idea how, again, you talked about as a youngster, academics was it your strong thing? Did that turn around in college, right. and where did the the formation of post-college ideas come from? No, uh, it was more of the same kind of, you know, what do I need to do to graduate um, while, you know, keeping a, uh, a fun social calendar um, and making money. I, I was working through college and, uh, and had a, a, a ticket business or buying and selling uh, you know, concerts and sports tickets and 
you know, University of Texas sports tickets, a lot of those, um, uh, nutritional supplements, uh, kind of did all kinds of different things during college. Um, had a, a, a worked for a company called Student Works Painting, where, you know, you had your own painting business during the summer where you went and knocked on doors during, you know, from spring break on, and then you, uh, you know, gave quotes to homeowners to paint their house. And then you had to go hire your crews during the summer and, and do that. And that was a, a great learning experience and also, you know, a job that I never want again, but uh, learned a lot from it, uh, including don't hire your friends. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I've noticed there's two kinds of entrepreneurs or people that have a passion for a particular thing and then start a company around that passion. But and then we come across these entrepreneurs like you will, that it doesn't matter what it is. They just want to have a business in something. I mean, you you're all over the map, but you didn't have a passion for tickets. You yes. didn't have a passion for painting, but it was the passion for just being an entrepreneur that you that's what you were passionate about, being an entrepreneur. So I just I love that. So as you were getting towards um, the end of college and you were, you know, staring down graduation and, you know, the, the ride was over, what, what did your life look like and what were you thinking? Yeah. So, uh, you know, interviewed several different places and, and landed uh, at a great company in Houston doing printing, doing sales for a printing company. Um, wasn't something I was super passionate about, but it was a good start uh, for my career, um, in the real world, uh, to just learn about business and how, you know, certain businesses operate. I wasn't again, passionate about the printing industry, but I did love, you know, the, the, you know, the chase and pounding the streets and, you know, developing relationships with customers and just providing a, a, a great service for them. Um, and so did well with it, but again, just didn't see myself doing it long term. So uh, after a couple of years, uh, went to a headhunter and said, you know, I'm looking for something uh, maybe around energy, but I, I, I do better, I think, with tangible product uh, versus intangible. I, my dad sells health and life insurance, and I didn't see myself doing something like that. Um, but I really thought, you know, let me, let me just see what's out there. Um, and so a headhunter uh, put me in touch with a company that was uh, selling new and used generators. And that's how I got into the business. So I did sales there for a couple of years. And by the way, in case you just joined us and you're wondering whose voice that is, it's Mr. Will Perry, who's the CEO and founder of Worldwide Power Products out of Houston, Texas. And Will, one of the questions we talk a lot about with our CEOs and entrepreneurs on this show is, you know, you, the nature versus nurture concept of entrepreneurship. Like, are you born with it just the day you are, you know, came out of the womb or do you over time uh, cultivate that? We even had some folks who talk about their accidental entrepreneurs, right? And so when you look at that spirit that you have carried all the way through in this story, um, do you believe that that was developed as a youngster in the household with mom and dad both being entrepreneurs? Or do you think that's just inherently a God-given gift? I think it's both. Uh, but I, it definitely having the influence of my mom and dad and just others in our family, um, you know, seeing them scratch and claw, but also, you know, riding the the roller coasters, it, it was always, 
interesting to me and kind of controlling my own destiny. I always, I mean, from an early age, just thought that was going to be, I didn't ever see myself in corporate America, really. Um, I don't think I would ever do well in, in that environment. So with your first job, you said, you know, generator sales. So you already had in your head that this was a stepping stone, that this was a means to an end. Um, And what about that industry? Did you, I mean, you obviously found some sort of passion for it at some point. So how did that develop? Yeah. So uh, really what I loved most about it was just the, the buying, selling, trading, but a very relationship oriented business. Um, you know, it's not just the low cost provider. Um, it's really, you know, finding something, you know, one part of the country or world and knowing there's a need for it in another. Um, so it could be, you know, type of arbitrage. It could be, uh, just a simple need for, you know, one business needs something that and they need it quickly, or it's making a puzzle uh, of equipment uh, to fit that need and that budget. Um, so that's what I more fell in love with. It wasn't, you know, that I just loved generators. Um, frankly, I'm a moron when it comes to generators uh, on the technical side. Uh, luckily, we have a lot of very good technical uh, people here um, that make me look smart. But it, it, I, I struggle with the, you know, the, the technical side of it. But I what I'm really good at is understanding values and how to buy and sell and then just really uh, have long-term relationships with customers and vendors that's, you know, mutually beneficial. And and so, well, I'm assuming as most entrepreneurs who end up working for somebody else, you go along that trail for a while and then you start to uh, have seeds of discomfort you know, erupt in terms of, I don't want to work for somebody and, you know, it evolves from there. Were there some experiences that you've incurred along the way that really brought the light of entrepreneurship launch to the table? Sure. I thought, I mean, I, I again, loved the, the business, uh, but I, and I said, you know, I just got married. It was February of 2008. Um, you know, overheads low, no kids and, you know, living in townhouse with my wife and uh, went on the honeymoon and came back and told her parents that I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start a business. And I scared the heck out of them. Uh, <laughs> they said, uh, they respect you to come back with a grandchild. Eight. You're right. Ready for <laughs> yeah, come back yeah. With a business venture. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. And uh, her dad jokingly said, well, go ahead and clear out a bedroom. They're going to be here in no time. Uh, <laughs> no, but he was very supportive and they both were. And, uh, but uh, I'm sure that wasn't their uh, idea of, uh, all right, we gave our daughter off. And now she's with this guy who's just going to quit his job and start a business out of the house. It, it, was uh, there anything so, that, obviously going away on the honeymoon, but was there anything that really – perpetuated that moment? Was there an event that happened or a circumstance that really just said, all right, I'm thrown into it and it's time to go? Yeah, there was, you know, some, some changes to the comp plan at the business I was at. Um, and you know, it, it was a, you know, really a blessing in disguise. It was not aimed necessarily towards me. Um, but it, it needed to be corrected. I had had a lot of success with the company and, so I was earning, you know, a good amount of money more than they had 
you know, uh, probably paid in the past. There was also some lower level people that were earning more than they probably should have. So they, they changed it and it, it, it affected my pay drastically. So it, it was a very demotivating uh, thing for me. And I just said, you know what, I don't, you know, like how, uh, you know, this can be done, um, you know, things so much out of my control. I, I think, you know, this is something that this industry and this business I'm passionate about. And, uh, you know, I don't think I have much to lose. I didn't have much, I had less than $50,000 to start the business, but I just said, you know what, we're going to give it a shot. And your wife was about, supportive? She was, uh, certainly nervous as heck. So she, she was a, a banker. Her, her dad was a banker. So, uh, risk tolerance level is we're on different planets. Uh, but <laughs> they, they were definitely supportive, um, you know, through, through it all. And how does that, I, I'm always curious to see how that conversation with the boss goes. How did, how did, was it an amicable split or, uh, how, you know, let's get into the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, they were not happy at all. Um, you know, I slid my phone across that they wanted my phone and kept my number and, you know, wanted me to, you know, and I, I said, listen, I'm going to do this the right way. Um, uh, just as he had started a business himself and, um, but, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be done in the right way. Uh, sorry. And I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, but it, it took several years for, that relationship to mend. And, uh, I just did business with them last week. I mean, I talked to the owner now it's been, you know, 13 plus years, um, we're friends. Uh, but it, it definitely was, uh, it wasn't the best relationship for four or five years, but it wasn't, sure. you know, we didn't hate each other. Just, it was a, a difficult split. So, so as we're winding down the time here, uh, we, we always love to kind of talk. I love that leap, that leap of faith, right? You're going into it. You jump off the bridge into the shallow waters. You're living in a townhome. It's 2008. You're married. Quit your job. You're starting a business. Uh, do you remember kind of any of those really early on moments where, um, you know, you, you, you had some mental thoughts of like, you know, what did I just do? Or, oh, my gosh, you know, did I make the wrong turn? Or was it just totally, we're on the right path and it doesn't matter, head down, we're running hard? Yeah, certainly there's moments, but I think um, uh, overall I, I kept a very positive outlook and just said, you know, I, I'm going to keep plugging away and, and was had some fortunate events in that first year to really kind of uh, fast forward my business plan. Um, so I, I felt like, you know, it was short lived those moments that, that, that if I did have them, um, or second guessed, you know, what am I doing? Um, but it, it certainly was, you know, uh, nerve wracking to, to jump off the cliff without a parachute and just hoping, you know, when is this thing going to open? And, um, and by the way, not but to, it did. not to demean us, but it's, it's 2008 when you do this as well, right? That's I know. Year. I can't yeah. wait to hear about that next week. Like 2008, you, yeah. you start a company. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah, it, uh, uh, that your launch occurred before the fall of 2008. It did. It did. Uh, wasn't wasn't too long after. I, so March of 2008 is when I started the business oh. and just myself in in a spare bedroom in our townhome. 
Life was good in March. It was October. I remember as a real estate yes, person, yes. I just, March, I was living, I was living large in March. <laughs> So yeah. Let's leave on, let's yeah. leave the the show on a note of, of of regards to just sort of you start in March and and the fall comes around. Uh, what's it like to hit that level of change in the world, um, certainly in the United States, uh, that quickly into the launch of a new venture? Yeah, well, we had uh, a massive storm called Hurricane Ike hit in September, early August of uh, two thousand eight. Uh, so. I had at that time a, a part-time assistant, uh, but it was still just me operating. And we had a small little warehouse and maybe had a dozen generators or so at that time, but sold out everything, including as many as I could you know, buy and sell with limited cash flow. Um, and so that storm really was what helped catapult me into, you know, year two and three of my business plan uh, projections. See, see, uh, so us real estate people were dying over here and, you know, natural yeah. disaster. He, it's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, score. Well, it yeah. just, it, it yeah. just tells you the, the polarization, right of, right, of the different sides of the coin in business that just like with COVID, right? There were certain businesses during COVID that have been devastated, obviously. And there's others mm-hmm. that have had, amazing growth beyond what they've ever seen because of that event. And so how intriguing that, how much that plays a role into different businesses, right? Sure. Well, we're certainly looking forward to Will. Uh, Obviously you've had a a lot of success since 2008 and looking forward to hearing all the twists and turns along the way uh, of that journey because we all know there's many in the entrepreneurial world. And so we're excited to have you back next week to tell the rest of the story, but uh, certainly appreciate your time and energy in explaining uh, the first half today. You bet. Thank you. Again, you've been listening to Will Perry, who's the CEO and founder of Worldwide Power Products out of Houston, Texas. And of course, you're listening to here on Beyond the Business, heard on 94.3 WSC and simulcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and iTunes. And until next Saturday morning, Low Country. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. The College of Charleston School of Business is recognized among the top 30 colleges for studying business abroad by the Business Research Guide. With nine undergraduate majors, 10 minors, and six concentration areas, an honors program in business, and master's programs in business and accountancy, the College of Charleston School of Business has more than 3,000 students enrolled. Their students are ready to work, and they're ready to make an impact. For more info, visit sb.cfc.edu.